Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line and happy Thanksgiving. It's Thursday, November 23rd. Now we are pre-recording, but we want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. We're so glad that you're spending time with us. How many Thanksgivings have we been together and done this? I think this is our fourth Thanksgiving special, believe it or not. Fourth one. Wow. Yes. Okay. And just a reminder, Direct Line is on the move in 2024. We're moving from Thursday mornings to Wednesday mornings. We'll still be on the air from 8 to 9 a.m. So this really will be our last Thanksgiving day. This is our last Thanksgiving day special. Unless our friends at Newhoff ask (laughs) us to recreate this just for, uh, you know, sentimental value. I'm sure they might not do that. (laughs) But I've been excited about this day because Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I'm also excited because we've got a special guest with us. Yeah. us, someone that uh, I've only really got to know in the last year, Murphy McCool. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Very, yeah. very excited. <laughs> so Murphy, I met him last year. My son did one year of high school teaching up at Bismarck, right. and Murphy's one of the students that I got to know pretty well, yeah. and I think it was actually, there was like a career fair day, yeah. and uh, they asked me to come talk about going into ministry. I remember that, which I, you thought was kind well, of unusual. I, I was honored, but I yeah. thought no one's going to come to this, but we had several students, yeah. including Murphy, um, that, that came and was a part of it, mm-hmm. and then Murphy ended up doing a job shadow with us on a Tuesday. It was a long day, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ministry has always been something that's like piqued my interest, but I, I just don't know if it's uh, my calling mm-hmm. right yeah. now. Yeah, but, you're wrestling with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other thing you're thinking about is like media, broadcasting, journalism, something mm-hmm. like that. Is that right? Yeah, broadcasting's always been my passion. Uh, I know Mike Holby. Hopefully he listens to this. <laughs> yes. But Mike Holby's always been just an inspiration in my life. He yeah. runs the sports media camp for kids Great in Danville. Guy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's grown the passion of media in my heart. So hopefully I can use that for the Lord someday. Maybe well, that's can, awesome. Maybe you can combine the two. Yes. I mean, there you go. Ministry can happen really wherever you are. It doesn't right. mean you have to be like a pastor of a church. Right. But maybe you could combine the two. Yeah, I was telling one of my professors up there, we were doing like a life plan or whatever it is. A professor up where? Up in Spring Arbor University. That's where I go to college. Okay. Michigan. Mm -hmm. Spring Arbor, Michigan. But he was telling me, I was telling him I'm wrestling with like if I want to go into ministry or not. Uh And he's like, you don't, he's like, I don't know if we need more preachers. He's like, (laughs) we need more people that use their occupation as their Mm -hmm. pulpit. Hmm. And that, like, struck me. I was like, oh. So I actually am changing my major. Well, I'm a dual major because uh, I came in with so many credits that it was just like, why not? Yeah. So I'm a broadcasting main, but I'm switching my other major from business to biblical studies. Awesome. Just because of what he said. I'm like, man. Yeah. That like, makes sense, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So if I can do, like, something at all yeah, and combine the two, that's... 
the dream. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. We do need more preachers because the pipeline <laughs> is empty, but we also need people that can take whatever career they have and see it as not just a career, mm-hmm. but as ministry and and use it, you know, to leverage. For sure. I mean, he, you mentioned Mike Holvey, which right. he has a huge platform. Absolutely. Obviously, um, not just because he works at the radio station, but I mean, he's got a huge platform of people that will listen to him. And I think that, you know, someone in broadcasting, you have a microphone that reaches way farther than just a room in a church somewhere. So that's very cool. Well, we're going to do some really cool things today. Um, I want to start with an you annual think, tradition. You think they're really cool. I love it so much. <laughs> and I've got my answer key out. You're, okay. You're, you're sneaking a peek at the answer key, but we can't do a direct line Thanksgiving special without a Thanksgiving quiz. And Stephanie, I want you to know, I spent a lot of time this weekend researching the latest and greatest factoids related to Thanksgiving. I found some brand new questions that you've never heard before, and we want you to play along at home. If you are Facebook friends with me, go to my Facebook page right now because I have the quiz in visual form on my Facebook page. But if not, I'm going to go through all the questions without giving answers. Let you guys try to figure out what you think the right answer is. Let our awesome audience try to figure out. And then we'll go through and see how well we do. So here's question number one. Okay. The very first Thanksgiving feast near Plymouth, Massachusetts, November 1621, included lobster, seal, and swan. Stephanie, will you be eating lobster this Christmas? Or do you even eat seal? Is that even allowed today? But that that's what the very first Thanksgiving feast consisted of. But there were some Wampanoag Indians that reportedly brought additional meat to celebrate with their new friends. Here's the question. Was the new meat wild turkey? And I'm talking about the meat, not not the bottle. Deer venison <laughs> or white fish? So think about that and circle what you think your answer might be. That's okay. question number one. Wild turkey, deer, venison, or white fish? Already did it. We've okay. Done it. We've done it. Here's number two. Which president of the United States declared that Thanksgiving would be an annual holiday on the last Thursday in November each year in the USA? They said it would be the last Thursday in November. This is a little bit of a trick question. Here's your options. Was it Adams, the second president, in 1798? Was it Lincoln in 1863? Or was it FDR in 1941? You've asked this question before. Just your nose, kind of, whatever that facial was, is making me think that you don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. I don't have the mind like you. All right, here's number three. Which president of the United States began the annual tradition of offering a pardon to a turkey each year? Was it Eisenhower in 59? Was it Ford in 74? Or was it Bush 41 in 1989? And I need to add this caveat. This was not the first president to pardon a turkey, but it was the first president to say we're going to do it every year. So that might be a little bit of a trick oh, for you there. I know, I know, I know, I know. There you go. Okay, what percentage of people eat turkey as their primary meat on Thanksgiving Day in America? Is it 68%, is it 78%, or is it 88%? What do you think? Well, I'm going to cross okay. that one out. Okay, okay, okay. We got a lot of crossing out. I like that. That means you're flummoxed. 
I like that. <laughs> Number five, this is one of the new questions. I just love this. Mm-hmm. In 1926, Vinnie Joyce from Nittayuma, Mississippi, sent then-president Calvin Coolidge and his family a most unique live animal and requested that it be served as the meat dish for Thanksgiving dinner at the White House. What kind of animal was gifted to our 30th president of the United States? Was it raccoon? Was it pheasant? Or was it wild boar? Murphy, are you guessing? Or do you know these? Do you know I'm these? Guessing. I'm, guessing. I'm guessing every single one of them. Isn't that a great question, though? Who is Vinny Joyce? <laughs> we don't know. We we don't know. So football, Murphy will get this right. Which two NFL teams host games Hello? each Thanksgiving Day? You might as well. Is it Dallas and Pittsburgh? Is it Dallas and Detroit? Or is it Detroit and Kansas City? And as a bonus, who started the tradition first way back in 1934? They've been playing Thanksgiving football games. Who started it? First? On ni- which team started the tradition way back well, in nineteen? They had to both start it. Well, if they were playing each other, he, they both. But, well, no. A home team started the tradition by saying we're going to host a game, and they have hosted a game every year oh, since nineteen thirty-four, so other than during World War Two. Okay, well, I'm guessing okay. on that. Guess. Too. I don't know. GT's favorite Thanksgiving Bible story is the healing of the ten lepers. Where do you find it? Do you find it in Matthew 17? Do you find it in Mark 17? Do you find it in Luke 17? Or do you find it in John 17? And Stephanie has her Bible open. So um, there you go. (laughs) And then last but not least, what are the earliest and latest dates on the calendar that Thanksgiving can be each year? What's the earliest you can have Thanksgiving? What's the latest you can have Thanksgiving? Here's your hint. This year is a very early Thanksgiving. So go ahead. <laughs> you look like you're struggling. I'm just going to pick Isn't a Isn't this fun? It is so much fun. I mean, you're brining the year. turkey and you're mashing the potatoes and you're creating the, the, Murphy, the pie. Murphy, how old are you? I'm 19. He's 19. I'm 54. If he beats me on this quiz, I'm going to look like such an idiot. Well, <laughs> but he's been in school. He is in school. I know. So and I've been he may be learning for... this at Spring Arbor University. He could be. All I right, just... here we go. Here's the answers. Okay. The very first Thanksgiving feast near Plymouth, Mass., they had the lobster, the seal, the swan, and then the Indians came to, to, the, to the village and brought... Which meat with them? Was it wild turkey? Was it deer? Was it white fish? Okay. Murphy, what do Can you I say? Cha- I'm gonna okay, my, I'm okay, gonna my okay, 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 okay. What do you say? I said deer. He said deer. I'm going with fish because of all the other ones were yeah. marine. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that was the And trend. that's a great guess, but it's the wrong guess because the answer is deer. Oh, I had that. And Five I deer it. were brought by... Do you say Wampabong? How, how do you say that? I have no idea. Okay. Well, anyway, God bless them all. Number two, which president of the United States declared that Thanksgiving would be an annual holiday on the last Thursday of November each year in the USA? Was it Adams in 78? Was it Lincoln in 1863? Was it FDR in 1941? Stephanie, what do you think? I guessed FDR, but I don't FDR, think FDR, right. okay, you're wrong. Oh, okay. I Murphy, went with Lincoln. You went with Abraham Lincoln, and you're right. And this is why it's a trick question. Lincoln did declare we're going to do Thanksgiving every year, and we're going to do it on the last Thursday in November. 
FDR came along in 1941 and said, we're not going to do it on the last Thursday. We're going to do it on the fourth Thursday. Mm. Why do you Tricky. think he said we're going to do the fourth Thursday instead because of the last Thursday? All... Oh, wait, well, I don't know. To give one more weekend for Christmas shopping. Oh. So uh, who, who knew that capitalism was afoot in 1941? Well, all I, I know you doing? is it's not a good start. He's got me beat to, okay. to nothing. Here's number three. Which president of the United States began the annual tradition of offering a pardon to a turkey each year? Was it Eisenhower in 1959? Was it Ford in 1974? Was it Bush 41 in 1989? Murphy, what do you think? I went with Eisenhower. Eisenhower 59, Steph? I went with Ford. And you're both wrong. The yeah. answer is Bush. 41. Now, here's the caveat. The first president to ever pardon a turkey was JFK. Oh. You know, he was only president on Thanksgiving two times. Hmm. And he did it. The tradition stopped for a long time. Bush 41 brought it back and said, we're going to do it every year. So there I, you go. I saw this morning on the Today Show that the two turkeys that are getting pardoned, yeah. they have their own hotel room. Isn't that great? What a good life. <laughs> like a fancy hotel room. You know what I thought? We we have turkeys <laughs> that visit us all the time here yes, at the do. Second Church parking lot. Yeah. We ought to deliver one of those turkeys for the big pardon. What do you think? I, I, I don't know. Let's move on. Number That's four. Okay. What percentage of people eat turkey as their primary meat on Thanksgiving Day? Steph, what'd you say? I said 88%. 88% Murphy? I said 78 The answer is 88%. Steph's on the board. I, yeah, right. There you go. Um, we're part of the 12% because we never do turkey anymore. We're, really? We're ham people. I we go to my mom's on Thanksgiving Day. She gets a nice Amish ham, mm -hmm. and it's as good as it gets. Murphy, what, what do you guys do? Uh, we actually get a one-legged turkey. Oh, okay. <laughs> I always I always go for the leg, and I always visualize a turkey hopping around. Yeah. What do you on mean you leg? get yeah. a one-legged turkey? I don't know how my <laughs> uncle does it, but he always ends up with a one-legged turkey. That's awesome. And you get the leg? <laughs> I always go. go for it. Steph, what do you do? What do you like? Whatever my mother cooks. <laughs> You're going with the flow. I, I just, whatever I like she it. puts on the table. I like it. So we're doing two Thanksgivings. We're at my mom and dad, my, at my mom's on Thursday. She's making ham. Uh -huh. We're at my in-laws on Friday. They're making lasagna. Ooh, Isn't that awesome? Yummy. Lasagna for Thanksgiving. Sounds good, good stuff. to me. Okay, number five. 1926, Vinnie Joyce of Mississippi sends then-President Calvin Coolidge a live, most unique animal. Was it a raccoon? Was it a pheasant? Was it a wild boar? Murphy, what do you think? I went with wild boar. Wild boar, Steph? I went with pheasant. And the answer is raccoon. Oh, my goodness. And here's the crazy thing about it. Coolidge fell in love with the raccoon, didn't kill it, but made it a pet. <laughs> he had a pet raccoon in the White House. So I lived... I love that. I grew up in... Or I was yeah. born in Catlin. Yeah. And my neighbors had a pet raccoon, yeah. and I cut its hair. Oh, and wow. I got spanked all the way home with a wow. switch from cutting that raccoon's hair. Wow. Mom and dad weren't happy? No. Okay. And okay. neither was the raccoon owner, <laughs> I guess. She wasn't happy either. Number six, football. Which two NFL teams host games each Thanksgiving day? What's the answer, Steph? You Dallas got Dallas and Detroit. Dallas and Detroit. Right. Did you get that two right, right too, Murphy? Of course. Now, who started the tradition in 1934? I say Detroit. You are correct. It is Detroit. Got it wrong. Yeah. Do I get extra points? Well, see, the, the owner of the Lions had just moved the team from an Ohio city to Detroit. He was really struggling to get people to come to the games. They were playing the world champion Chicago Bears that year, and he thought, let's have a Thanksgiving game. So many people came to the game. Huh. The tradition continued on. And what a great time that was when you could say world champion Chicago Bears. Those days are long <laughs> gone. Number seven. 
GT's favorite Thanksgiving Bible story, the healing of the ten lepers. Where do we find it? Murphy, what'd you say? I went with John. John 17, Steph. I went with Luke 17. And have, have you read that today? Maybe. Yeah, you before. told me to. <laughs> it is Luke 17. More on that a little bit later. I think I've gotten that wrong though in the past. That's okay. <laughs> Several it's all good. times. So. And then what's the earliest and latest <sighs> dates on the calendar that Thanksgiving can be? What's the earliest? If it's I the fourth. 23rd. 22nd is the earliest. And if it's the fourth Thursday, what's the latest that it could be? The 30th? 28th. 28th. Did you get that right? No. (laughs) Couple other factoids on our way to break. Did you know that Black Friday is the busiest day of the year for plumbers, (laughs) according to Roto Rooters? I wanted to make that a question. I couldn't figure it out, so I thought I'd just share it. Now, that's funny. President Thomas Jefferson (laughs) refused to celebrate Thanksgiving over concerns of church and state separation. Hmm. Don't really get that. I don't either. Pumpkin pie is not the most famous Thanksgiving pie in America. It is apple pie. And my wife makes a mean apple pie. Mm -hmm. And did you know that the butterball turkey talk line receives a hundred thousand calls every year and they just introduced the 24-hour text message line well i could have some fun with that maybe. there you go there get you get on go. there and text all, all the way down to florida so hey let's go to break when we come back i want to hear more about murphy mm-hmm. and kind of his journey i'm intrigued about what he is experiencing as a college student and a recent grad so glad that he could join us today you're listening to direct line it's thanksgiving greg and steph with murphy mccool and we'll be right back after this. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home, with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're part of every community. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217 217- Two six zero five six four seven. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. 
Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line on this Thanksgiving morning in 2023. Our fourth one together. Yes. And maybe our last one together maybe. for Thanksgiving. Maybe. But we're so glad that Murphy McCool, I just like now, saying your name. That is a great name. But <laughs> explain McCool. why it's our last one together. We're well, not breaking up as radio partners. Right. We're just moving. Moving to Wednesday. Thursday to Wednesday. That's right. And That's since right. Thanksgiving is always right. on a Thursday because some president, some year, right. said it had to be on a Thursday. That's exactly right. Uh, this will be our last yeah, one. Yeah, that was actually, I think, morning. George Washington really was the first one to ever say anything about let's take time for Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. I don't know why they picked Thursday, but I kind of like it. Well, it's good stuff. probably Black Friday. Well, but I don't think then. there was Black Friday <laughs> in 1793. Well, you know, there might have been. There might have been. There might have been. been. But yeah. anyway, I'm just glad to finally meet this Murphy McCool. Yes. What a cool name. Thank What's your middle name? Lee. Murphy, Murphy Lee, Lee McCool. McCool. That almost sounds like a actor or something. I always get told I have the the name down already. I don't even need to change my name. For yeah. radio, so well, there you go. At least I got man. that part, right. and I think you have the voice. <laughs> Sounds I good. That a little bit too. It's yeah. good stuff. Hey, yeah. so tell us about your podcast. I'm impressed to learn that you have your own podcast. Tell us about it. Oh yeah. So I work for the radio station up at Spring Arbor University. Uh, they have three stations up there: Home FM as well as the Arbor. Yeah. And Breakaway Radio, which is kind of where I work in. That's more of a student ran. And they were like, man, we need content. And I'm like, oh, I got a buddy in in mind, and we would be more than willing to start a podcast. So we bounced around trying to look for a name, landed on Yeah, He Did. and What? Yeah, He Did. Yeah, He Did. Mm-hmm. I like it, it. Yeah. And it's a capital H yeah. for uh, talking about Jesus, okay. obviously. Okay. And just talk about kind of like problems that we have in Gen Z and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. We interview a lot of athletes on there. Awesome. And just we, we interviewed a preacher that of the church that we go to. It's been such a blast. And mm. the response that we've gotten from it has been the best part. There's yeah, people that's great. That saying that we like actually are helping them. And it's just, it's just awesome to see that, that this time isn't just wasted and people are actually hearing it. What kind of problems do you discuss? So I'll give you an example. We had a buddy who he he was having an excellent freshman campaign uh for cross country and he was he was on the verge of making nationals as a freshman which is a very 
probably unheard of, isn't it? Um, it's not unheard of for okay. NAIA, but it's it's very rare. Quite an accomplishment, mm-hmm. yeah, especially for our school. And so he was he was just having an excellent campaign, and he was our one runner at the time. And basically, what happened is there was a a bug that went through our entire hall and got our five runner as well, but then got our him. And he was throwing up all night. Ooh. And this is the night before uh, conference, okay. which if you if you don't understand cross country, if you do well in conference, you have a chance to go to nationals. It, it's it's a lot more complicated than that, but it's m- too complicated to mm-hmm. talk about, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but you need to do well at conference. Yeah, You don't absolutely. need to be throwing up. Right, yeah. right, right. So was throwing up all night, ended up in the ER, actually, hmm. and was unable to run. Then two guys who he was around the same time as on our team actually yeah. ended up making it. And it, that was actually really tough on him, but we were just talking to him about how that was God's will for him. And he he really enjoyed like being on, and it was just such a blast hmm. yeah. having him on. And then, I mean, the response to that podcast has just been awesome. That's awesome. What people talking about, like just disappointment or mm-hmm. how you deal with tough things mm-hmm. that happen to you. And So someone wants to find that podcast? Where, where do you find it? Uh, the best spot is, actually, there's two spots that you can find it. It's either on the Breakaway Radio app, okay, uh, which is 24-7 live streaming music. And then there's also like a drop-down menu that you can find that has my podcast. And then there's going to be another one on there soon. Um, but then... It's also on Spotify as yeah. well, which is where we get most of our viewership mm-hmm. just because it's probably the most simple and most accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something I loved about that day that I came to Bismarck and was able to just share about ministry as a career was the number of students that came that I think really were intrigued. And several of them were, were um, young girls, not young girls, but high school girls mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. just were intrigued about what do I want to do with my life and how can I do it in a way that makes a difference? When did you first start thinking this might be my path, Murphy? Well, my pastor, uh, I go to a very small church, Rossville United Methodist. Yeah. And so we have one pastor for two churches and my pastor's like, Hey Murph, I'm going to be out of town. My backup that typically does it for me is going to be out of town. Would you be willing to speak a message? Hmm. And I was like, no. <laughs> How but, old were you at the time? Uh, this was, I think, last year. I think yeah. I was 18. Okay. Yeah. And I remember that day. I, yeah. I was yeah. a little nervous. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I ended up having a yeah. Mr. Taylor. Yeah. Not not me. Not Pastor Taylor. The tall Mr. Taylor. Mr. Taylor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My teacher. He ended up coming. And a couple of my friends ended up coming, which made it a little bit better. But it, it was a very nerve-wracking thing, but I really yeah. loved it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So... I've just kind of been preaching sermons. I didn't tell you this, but yesterday uh, it was my first day back home, and my dad actually is uh, too cheap to turn the heat on in the house. <laughs> so I woke up at like 3 in the morning, and I walk out to the living room because the living room was a little bit warmer. Yeah. We have like a little space heater in there. Yeah. And I am sleeping. My dad comes by at 6 o'clock, wakes me up, and he's like, hey, you want to go to men's breakfast? I'm like, no. (laughs) So then mom comes by, or mom comes out at like 7 o'clock in the morning on the phone with my pastor. And I hear, you're sick? Uh Oh, my You need him to preach? Oh, no. Wow. So uh, 
on Sunday morning, I had an hour and a half notice to write a sermon and go up and uh, speak the message twice. Man, that's great. Because it's Rossville and where else? And Bismarck. And Bismarck, that the the pastor serves both congregations. Well, good for you, man. Good for you, Mm -hmm. Murphy. That's That's awesome. awesome. You You know, you spoke at HSM. Um, I did. In front of your peers. I don't know when that was, April, something like that. You did a great job with that. That that was the most nerve-wracking sermon I've ever given. I mean, you don't know how judgmental uh, us teenagers really are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just think it's great. I love that you're leaning into this. Um, I, I love that you're passionate about media, about journalism. You know, you mentioned Mike Colvey. Mike's been a great mm-hmm. champion mm-hmm. for us. Probably the most optimistic person mm-hmm. in, in my mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just yeah. oozing yeah. with optimism. And I just love the fact that you're trying to figure out what the future holds. What surprised you about college? Have there been any surprises up to this point? Oh, uh, really? Up there? I've been surprised at how, like passionate people are for Christ. Like there are truly people that are trying to grow. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously it's a college and there's those, if you want to find like sin and stuff like that, you can, and it's, it's not hard to, right. But you don't really have to seek out Christ. All your teachers teach from a Christian perspective. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love it. Mm -hmm. There are people that are trying to grow in their faith. And I think that's the main reason that people go there. Man, that's great. That is wonderful. Hmm. And so do you know what next summer brings, or is it too soon to figure that out? Are you coming home, or you don't know yet? Uh, I plan on coming home currently. Right now, I am probably just going to work. Okay. I'm not really looking at an internship this year. Okay. But uh, something that has struck my interest recently is I want to go on a mission trip to yeah. the Dominican Republic. Awesome. Is currently where I'm looking at. And, Do you uh, have a connection there with an organization well, or a group? I was in Nashville, I think, two weekends ago, and they were talking. There was, I believe it was Cups International, okay. and they came and talked about, like, human trafficking, which is something that I'm passionate about. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. God's children should not be for sale. Mm-hmm. Right. And they were talking about a lot of women there that mm-hmm. have no way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that I would love to go help mm-hmm. down there. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form. So yeah. that's kind of where I've gotten into it. My first time out of the country was the Dominican Republic. And um, yeah, it's a I path. have a question. Does your dad turn the air conditioner on <laughs> in the summer? When my mom when my mom gets it to. It's so, it takes a while. Coming home sounds interesting for you. In the yeah. winter it might be cold and mm-hmm. summer might I have an extra space heater. <laughs> Maybe I can, we, get, we, take, can take that home with you. We today. found one and yeah. uh, it ended up in my room last night and I got yeah. I got some good sleep. I have buddies. They play a game who can be the last right. one to turn on the heat right. every year. Dad's you know? rooting for Christmas. Yeah. That's what he says and uh Hey, talking about the heat of the summer, that's a great segue to talk about one of my highlights for this year was the invitation that you gave me, Murphy, to come to your baptism. And it was maybe the hottest day of the year. It was rural uh, Rossville. You got baptized in, I I think, a family friend's Mm -hmm. pool. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was so hot. We were walking on that uh, concrete. I mean, it was just sweltering. But talk about your decision to be uh, baptized right before you went to college. So I was born United Methodist, yeah. which one of the doctrines in the United Methodist faith is uh, infant baptism. So I was baptized as an infant. Right. And then through, we also switch pastors a lot. Okay. So uh, through like a few pastors, I really wasn't challenged in my faith. I was still so young. Okay. That mm-hmm. I didn't really grow. I was just kind of like going through the motions and yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
And then my pastor that we have now, Pastor Chris Quick, love loved having him. He challenges me like so much in my yeah. faith. And Good he, man. Yeah. yeah. He was talking to me about like baptism. And he's like, I don't have a problem with the Methodists like baptizing infants, but I just don't think it's truly biblical. Okay. So I started looking into that and I was like, where in the Bible do, is there a baby baptized? And right. I'm like, right. I have grown so much in my faith and like came away from my sin. I think that I deserve yeah. like to choose for my baptism. Yeah. So yeah. I talked to my parents and they were a little like skeptical about it at first yeah. until yeah. they talked to my pastor as well and like realized that this is probably more biblically accurate. So I kind of went against my denomination's views and got rebaptized, and I'm not ashamed that I did it. But with the blessing of your United Methodist pastor, mm-hmm. which yeah. I think is pretty cool, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, he wanted to do it, really. He was like, uh, he's like, it's it's completely up to you, but I would be more than willing to rebaptize you. Yeah, yeah. So you wow. don't know this. I think I shared this on radio with you, but my son-in-law serves an Anglican church in the Kansas City area, and I was there a month ago kind of to see them, mostly to see my grandson, (laughs) and went to church, and it was a baptism Sunday, and I've never seen this before. They did an infant baptism sprinkling, and then immediately after did two immersions. I've never seen both Mm -hmm. in the same service, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, it was was an emotional, moving day in a lot of ways, and the two girls that were baptized by immersion, they're probably, I think one was five, one was eight, they were Mm -hmm. sisters, Mm -hmm. and the little guy that got baptized was like 10 months old, but Mm -hmm. I've just, I've never seen both Mm -hmm. in the same service, but I'll just tell you, that was a great day to see that unfold and to be a part of that. That was, it was just such an awesome thing, and it was like the perfect timing too, like, yeah, it was my last week there, and all my family and friends were there, it was just awesome, and I was so happy to see you there. Yeah, well, I was was honored for the invite, man. Hey, what do you miss about Bismarck hitting Rossville Alvin High School? I mean, you did track, you helped lead FCA, you did a lot of things. What would you say are a couple of the things that you miss? Uh, The people. Yeah? Uh, You can't really miss i mean you you can't miss anything but the people there i would say or yeah. I, that sounded wrong but right. the people are just what makes it right great and there's been a lot of th- this week has been awesome for me yeah it's been my first like actual week home and i've yeah. met up with just so many of my friends from yeah. school so i would say the people are first fca was a big one yeah. i actually got invited to go back today awesome so if t- if timing works out yeah uh but yeah yeah there's just been a lot of things Miss my coaches, obviously, just yeah. the people. Yeah. Well, it was neat to kind of get an inside look to this high school mm-hmm. and love your principal, love a lot of the, the faculty there and have just really been blessed to get to connect with you. So, well, Murphy, man, um, happy Thanksgiving. We mi- we wish you nothing but the best, and I hope you'll come back in the springtime or in the summer and Catch us up on the adventures of Murphy McCool. Oh, absolutely, I will. Thank you for having me on. All right. Well, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back after this. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O dot com. Hi. 
I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home, with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're a part of every community. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line and happy Thanksgiving. It is Thursday, November 23rd. Greg and Steph, what a great interview with Murphy what McCool. What a good kid. I don't know who yeah. Mr. and Mrs. McCool are. They've but done well. Haven't they done a yeah. good job? Wow. I love his grandma, Carol. She helps lead the Fair Hope ministry okay. we had her on radio i don't know if you remember oh, carol okay. earlier yes. this year yes, yes. but that is her uh, grandson he's what doing a, a great nice job young man well hey sunday at second church we looked at that most famous parable of them all huge thanks to you to bean to leah for making that rich mullen song growing young a possibility i loved leah's song that she played during our prayer time come home running oh just so beautiful mm-hmm. and uh, just just a great day. But one of the things I did is I stepped outside my comfort zone and I tried to show some art mm-hmm. as we looked at the parable <laughs> of the lost. I love how you put up Rembrandt and then you're like, I'm no art critic, but this doesn't do anything for well, me. It's just pretty <laughs> passive, I think. It was, you know? it was passive. And, and that's actually just a part of the portrait. I didn't do justice. It was hard to see the whole portrait, oh, okay. but in the entire portrait, you can see the older son oh. kind of staring in. But hmm. I found it interesting. Do you know the name... Henri Nowen. I do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, p- passed away in 1996, but he's considered just like a spiritual formation genius in many ways. He was so taken back by that portrait. He went to St. Petersburg, Russia, hmm. spent time there, studied it, read Rembrandt's kind of 
biography, I guess you would say. And he ended up writing an entire book wow. on Rembrandt and, and that portrait, The Return of the Prodigal Son, A Story of the Homecoming. And he said he really felt like Rembrandt was telling people this parable spoke to him. And here's what he writes. He says, Rembrandt is as much the elder son of the parable as he is the younger. When, during the last years of his life, he painted both sons in the return of the prodigal son, he had lived a life in which neither the lostness of the younger son nor the lostness of the older son was alien to him. Both needed healing and forgiveness. Both needed to come home. Both needed the embrace of a loving father. But from the story itself, as well as from Rembrandt's painting, it is clear that the hardest conversion to go through is the conversion of the one who stayed home, hmm. the eldest son. And, and I think that was the big takeaway mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the parable is about the younger son, and he comes home, and he deserves wrath, and he gets grace and mercy and love. But man, that whole older son syndrome, that it self-righteous heart. pretty moving and convicting it, for a yeah. lot of people, I believe. I, th- I, I convicted me, for sure. you know, and it's just a reminder You've got to have that spiritual hunger. Man, I need a savior. Right. right. So It was a great day. It, was it great really day. was. Yeah. It really was. And I did like your art. Well, thank you. you. Did. you I, I good... love the Charlie Maxi. You know, Jody Owens introduced us to right. the to the Maxi right. sculpture that's in London, but So, I'm not much of like I don't go to art museums. Right. I, I, I don't either. I mean, if I do, if if I have, I look at it and I'm like, okay, move on. But how can you doesn't... not be moved by that? You know, that just grabs you. It you know? does, so. I guess. But I, I think it grabs you more when you are studying like the parable. And yeah. I yeah. don't know if I would stand out in awe looking at it. Yeah. I'm kind of not yeah. that deep. So what do you think? So. Should we have a sculpture in front of our church like they have in front of the Holy Trinity Brompton Church in Greater London? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I would say no. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> I love Thanksgiving. I've said it's my favorite holiday. And I want you, we don't do this a lot on Direct Line, and this may be uncomfortable for some, but I want you to read my two favorite Thanksgiving passages. Okay. One is in the Old Testament. It's a psalm. One is in the New Testament. I want to hear you read Psalm 100, and I want to share some thoughts. Okay. This is Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. I just love that psalm. It just lights me up. Well, I just love that the call that worship has to be connected to Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It has to be connected to serving with gladness. Um, It it brings you in the presence of the goodness of God. I I think there's no doubt our God is a great God. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't doubt any of the miracles of Scripture, the greatest of which, of course, is the resurrection. I don't know that we ponder the goodness of mm-hmm. God enough unless we're singing that, you know, modern day yeah. song, yeah. the yeah. goodness of yeah. God. But, you know, back to the sermon on Sunday and the the older son, that whole older son syndrome, when you've got that hard heart, mm-hmm. man, it just keeps you from really experiencing mm-hmm. the goodness mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. And and I, I've struggled with that. I mm-hmm. wrestle with that. I got to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I think the longer you're around the church, the longer you're around the faith, you have to really work overtime mm-hmm. to have that heart of thanksgiving. Hmm. And I think what strikes me is that the 
the concept of his faithfulness through all generations. Yeah. So, you know, I've started this new hospice job. And last week I had a hospice visit and it was in a home. And the the matriarch is the one who was dying. But she, it was her daughter, her granddaughter, her great granddaughter, oh. cousin, friend, all these women who were gathered around her. Yeah. And they just wanted me to pray with them. Oh. And I thought that yeah. that's a good you know, a yeah. visual of the generations that are gathering around this this woman who is you know going to be dying soon. But yeah. they were just they were they were sad, but they were also thankful. And yeah. his faithfulness does continue through all generations. Yeah. Amen. Well said. And then probably the most famous Thanksgiving passage is the start. We've been in the Gospel of Luke mm-hmm. all month. Mm-hmm. Read for us Luke seventeen. I think it's beginning with verse eleven. The story of the ten lepers. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. (laughs) Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Yeah. I I love the fact that Jesus is so powerful. He tells them to go wash and show yourself to the priest. And it says on the way they were healed. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you think of the life of a leper mm-hmm. in the first century mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's awful. Right. It's as bad as it gets. Right. You don't see your family. You don't see right. your friends. You can't earn a living. Right. All you can do is beg. And to just have that go away because you ran into Jesus. Yeah. And only one came back and said thank you. And um, is that is that a parable for us in America, twenty twenty three? Are are we thankful enough? You know, probably not. You know, I, I just I know in my life I I can be a cup half empty kind of guy. Yep. You know, and me too, uh, girl. <laughs> Which we're not the best combo for each other sometimes. <laughs> but, but but I think that uh, I, I read that parable and I'm just reminded mm-hmm. Thanksgiving isn't once a year. Mm-hmm. You know, Thanksgiving shouldn't even be just once a week. It mm-hmm. should be a daily exercise. Mm-hmm. And so here's the challenge. You know, if you have time today, this weekend, uh, a break from the feasts and the, you know, the eating and the football games and the shopping. Black Friday shopping, all that. <laughs> yeah. You know, make a list of what you're thankful for. You know, I was reflecting back on how much my life's changed for the good in the last year and just the blessings. And um, yeah, I just think it's a reminder. It it makes a difference to be thankful. It it makes a difference to express thankfulness when someone has been a blessing to you, mm-hmm. you know? I think so, the right to express it yeah. is an important thing. Yeah, absolutely. Not keep absolutely. it to yourself. Hey, so we've got about five minutes left, four minutes left. I wanted to recommend some books because I know we're getting to that time of the year where we've got some downtime. So here are four books. Um, I've read three of the four. I'm in the process of reading the fourth, but they've really touched me. The first is Five Days in November by Clint Hill. Clint Hill was a Secret Service Mm -hmm. agent for his entire life, and he was Jackie Kennedy's agent and was in Dallas. He's the guy climbing Mm -hmm. on the limousine as JFK is being assassinated. And um, he didn't say anything for 50 years. And in 2013, he wrote 
about these five days in and November. I purchased it. I'm yes. going to it this week as well. Well, I listened to it, yeah. and I did it in about two days. Uh-huh. I mean, I just couldn't stop listening. Uh-huh. And uh, very moving. I mean, Jackie Kennedy, I didn't realize she was 12 years younger than mm-hmm. JFK. Mm-hmm. JFK was the youngest person ever elected president mm-hmm. at 43. Mm-hmm. But um, Jackie Kennedy's 34 years old, mm-hmm. and she's planning a state wow. funeral for her husband that's wow. just been assassinated. I don't want to give it away, but it, it was a good read. Um, the best book I read during my Colson Fellows experience, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus mm. by Nabil Qureshi. If you want to know more about Islam, it's mm. a great read. Mm. Um, I absolutely love the account of Nabil Qureshi, who died much too soon in 2017 mm. of a, a form of cancer. But um, if you can read it mm. without shedding tears, mm. you're a better person than I am. It's a great, great read. Third book I referenced in the sermon on Sunday, The Prodigal God, mm-hmm. Recovering the Heart of the Christian Faith by Tim Keller. Uh, Tim Keller died earlier this year of a, after a four-year battle with pancreatic cancer. I think it's his best book. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's like saying what's the best flavor of ice cream. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he has so many good works. Right. But um, I quoted him Sunday, and I'm mm-hmm. going to quote him this coming Sunday as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And then the last book I've not read yet, I'm just getting into it, but I've heard a podcast by authors Neil Shinvey and Pat Sawyer, Critical Dilemma, The Rise of Critical Theories and Social Justice Ideology, Implications for Church and Society. That sounds like a deep one. It is deep, and it's amazing where they go with this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, critical theory is not going away. And uh, it's... um, in my opinion, a scourge Mm -hmm. on our culture Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And a lot of people are getting sucked into critical theory, and Mm -hmm. I think this is a really good resource Mm -hmm. that's out there. Hey, we couldn't do Direct Line without some awesome, incredible sponsors. Who are we saying thanks to? Yeah, we're grateful that they have stuck with us from the beginning. Yes. Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Chris and Deja Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, the team at Hans Tankwash, Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, and Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance. So 150 years ago this week, tragedy struck on the Atlantic Ocean as the four children of Horatio Stafford Spafford died on a shipwreck on November 22nd, 1873. Spafford's wife, Anna, miraculously survived and famously cabled just two words to her husband, who was back in Chicago with work, safe, alone. Two weeks later, as Spafford is making that same journey across the Atlantic to reconnect with and console his wife, he gets to the point in the journey where the tragedy took place, and by himself he writes these words, When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrow like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Mm -hmm. That's a song that has helped thousands and thousands through the years. And uh, I just, I love that phrase, it is well. Mm -hmm. Even when things aren't great, it is well Mm -hmm. if you have faith and hope in Jesus Christ. And so, Steph, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Enjoy holding that grandbaby. Yes, I can't wait. (laughs) And again, thank you to our Direct Line audience. It has been just an honor to be able to bring you Direct Line week in, week out. We're looking forward to the move to Wednesday in 2024. But on behalf of Tobin, the sound guy, and Stephanie, this is Greg saying thanks for listening to Direct Line. We'll see you next week.